We're done talking about the, the off-ice distractions. Let's go ahead and look at the expiring contracts and who we think are going to be back and who are on their way out of the Valley. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to this bonus episode of Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Robin Leonia. That's Matthew Jacobson. As you already know, that you've most of you guys probably already listened to our episode earlier today. If you did, thanks for tuning in, tuning back in. We really appreciate you. Just be sure to subscribe also if you're yet to it. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. But we, yeah, so we finished talking about the distractions. Let's get to contracts because the Coyotes are in a unique situation, Matt, that they got a lot of expiring contracts. Yeah, they got plenty of expiring contracts, and we are using cap friendly just to go ahead and cite our sources. I'm just going down the list, starting with current Coyotes all the way down to the Tucson Roadrunners. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the first name, and that is. Winger, 26 years old, RFA, but I do believe he has arbitration rights. Christian Fisher. Yeah, that's, you know, that is a bit of a terrifying one, especially because arbitration eligible. Christian Fisher has a lot of leverage here. I mean, maybe not, maybe because, I mean, the, the arbitration room can really change things. I had this conversation with Carl last year when Lawson Krauss was getting ready to go to arbitration you don't want especially this year you don't want this to go to arbitration if like if if christian fisher is already questioning how things are you let that go to the arbitration room your relationship with them is damaged forever yeah and also just throw in there if he's allegedly already thinking that there's some distractions of potential to not want to i said back. i use the word if yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure we're double covering our butts on this one. But yes. with Christian Fisher, and uh, I'll just go ahead and cite uh, uh, Steve Peters one more time, pretty much if you see him sign a one-year contract, it's probably not a good sign. I think it's walking himself to free agency. Uh, so what I really want to see is about a three-year contract. He wants that long-term extension. 26 years old, it'll take him right to 29, right about 30. Uh, I would assume he'd get about 1.5. Per year because he's a good fourth liner every now and again he could play that bottom six you know third line role but you really he, he's preferable uh as, as a fourth liner he actually sets it up with goals having what 13 this most recent season i'll have to double check uh, some stats but he's coming off a better year than he's had in the last couple of years and he's gonna have a little bit of leverage i do think he's up for a bit of a pay raise i believe he was making 1.25 last year so I think at one and a half, maybe 1.75, I, I don't want to get too high on it, but three-year deal should be more than enough, and I think I should keep Christian Fisher around. Yeah, which makes sense, um, which is why you want, like, again, you want to be able to make a negotiation before it leaves the arbitration room. And I'm going to actually quote Carl on this one. If it gets to the arbitration room, imagine, um, you know, the Christian Fisher being told by Bill Armstrong, whoever it is, 
So this is why you deserve to make less money. Mm -hmm. It's like, an ugly process. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. But, you know, so and that's why I just I'm trying to I just try to be like I'm very on edge when it comes to a player who's arbitration eligible. And then the fact that Fisher is one of the names on that list, it's just like it's a terrifying thought. But I'm I believe the Coyotes can get something done with them because um, I think that, you know, and I'm pretty sure that they believe it, too, that Fisher is part of, you know, part of the, uh, you know, the team moving forward. I really think that they believe that he's really like, I wouldn't necessarily core, but he's like core support. Yeah, I think they mentioned him in the core, but I have a feeling it'll go down to the wire. Lawson Kraus was literally about to go to arbitration. I think it was they were like in the arbitration hours. room. <laughs> they were in the arbitration room, but like the arbitration was about to start like within the next couple of minutes, and they're like, "Hey, how about this deal? You got it." Because like, because people that don't know, just one last time, arbitration. It's literally your employer telling you why you deserve less, and you telling your employer why you think you deserve more. It, it leaves everyone feeling icky. No, no one feels happy leaving arbitration. So uh, I have a feeling it'll get done pretty similar fashion to Lawson Kraus. But we've talked enough about Fisher. I think he comes back. It's going to be at least a one-year deal, but I'd prefer that three-year contract, give him some stability. Heck, you might even want to give him a five-year contract if you keep the cap hit reasonable because you need to have those bottom sixers locked up for you, and he's a good guy in the locker room. But let's move on to someone who is not e even like – reasonably considered for the Calder like he should have been considered, and that is Matias Michelli, 22-year-old winger. I think you you have to do your long-term deal here. I think it has to be at least a six-year deal. Like, you got to get him locked up as part of this core. Uh, what do you think we're going to see out of this extension? Because he has no arbitration rights. He kind of he – he's probably going to sign whatever you give him, even if it's like a smaller contract. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, it's it's – the Coyotes are lucky in this case that is that you have a potential future, you know, like a, a future core, like this guy that's good, that's going to be a part of this team as an RFA. Mm -hmm. They still have to play it smart. They don't want to, you know, uh, give him less than what he deserves because then that will, or less term. I think those are two important, important things right there because that will probably let, you know, lower his confidence he'll end up wanting to leave later on um like like maybe like let's say like right before and no or no trade clause comes into effect depending on that goes if, if that's part of the deal um you want to be able to make him like he's one of the players you want to make sure he's happy because i believe that a, a lot of this team's future is going to it's going to be huge on him yeah he's absolutely stolen a roster spot he's not going anywhere at the very least, from a hockey perspective, you can't let him go anywhere. Uh, I will definitely uh, give my take of what I think the contract's going to be. But first, we do have to pay the bills. So, Robin, take it away with eBay Motors. Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. But you can get the ad read up here. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check 
to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home the win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's go ahead and uh, continue down this list. I think we have to, right? We said, you know, Michelli is well, part of the... I, I had to go ahead and give my predictions on the Michelli contracts. I'm of two oh, minds. Oh. Go for it. So yeah, go for it. It's either going to be a two-year bridge or it's going to be a six-plus-year long-term extension. With how good he was and how we know that that shot is an NHL-level shot and the more he uses it, he's probably going to end up somewhere around a 20-goal scorer throughout his career. I, I think on my old podcast, Desert Moon, I think I said like, give him like a six-year contract, pay him like six mil. I want to get ahead of it. I want to – because if you can mm-hmm. potentially lower the cap it, from what he would make if he, if let's say he goes through a bridge and he increases his value exponentially, and you go from a guy you could have got for like six and a half to a guy that you were paying eight and a half, if you can do that, you take the the risk up front for this kid. I'm like, you got to give him like a six by six, like you got to like give him that money and that and that guarantee. But uh, we've already seen, and I know that Hayden didn't have as good of a year as Michelli did. Bill Armstrong is not exactly the biggest fan of just yoloing it. It's probably going to be about a two, two by two and a half million dollar contract where he gets a substantial raise, but it's for a short period of time betting on himself, which makes me a little uneasy. But like, I think it's either going to be that long extension or you're getting a bridge deal. Yeah. Bill Armstrong is no John Chaka. That's for sure. (laughs) He doesn't gamble like that. (laughs) I mean, John Chaka, some of John Chaka's contracts were fantastic. Uh, The Jacob Trickering contract was fantastic. As an example, so like, but that was so much risk to it because Chickren hadn't played a game yet. He signed that extension hours before he played his first game of the 2018 2019 season. They were at Detroit. I remember I was angry about the contract, not because the player's bad, but because it was a massive risk. And luckily, it panned out, but still, he got injured literally every single year on the contract. I think he played the, the shortened season, that was the only full season he had, or quote unquote, right. full season, like. It was a risk, and we barely kind of got out of that trade with something. But Jackery McBain, 23-year-old center. I'm a big fan of this guy. He reminds me. It's funny, like, like facial structure-wise, he just looks like a giant Connor Garland. He also <laughs> looks vaguely like Bill Armstrong, so we always make the joke that Bill Armstrong's actually his dad. Uh, but I, I do believe he also has arbitration rights, 23-year-old RFA. Yes. I think he only gets a two-year contract offer. I think he's someone that, well, I'm a big fan of his, and he fits in well in the bottom six, even potentially middle six when we needed him. He did fill in that role, and I do appreciate that. I don't know if they're going to be too excited to give long, long contracts for bottom sixers. I feel like he probably gets a two-year offer. I think it's a fair assessment. I think uh, to maybe, like, give him a th- – like, if – you know, you're trying to negotiate through, you know, the arbitration, the, like, if what sets it, what sets it apart, he's he wants the third year. I mean, you, I think maybe you just give him the third year, but I think that's as much as I would go. If he, if he wants any more than that, I think that's just, it's a little bit 
more difficult for me, again, me personally, to swallow something like that. Don't get me wrong. I love the dude. He's great. But like you said, he's a bottom sixer. There's only so much you can, like, you don't want to lock a bottom sixer for long. Or at least lock too many bottom sixers up because yeah, I think Fisher exactly. gets locked up. But McBain also could just get a one-year, like, $1.25 million contract as another, like, prove it. And if he continues on the path, then it's like, hey, we ha- we have our finalized plan. You fit in, in there, and, and we'll give you like a five year contract after that, three to five years. But I, I have a feeling he just gets a two year extension. I think that would walk him right around UFA, or he might have one more year of RFA with arbitration rights to give you a little bit of time, a little bit of wiggle room. But I feel like that's going to be about a two one to two year contract. I'm leaning towards two. Right. Next up, Laurent Dauphin. 28 year old. Wasn't he drafted by the Coyotes? Oh, he left. He comes back. <laughs> um, was he drafted? I, I know. Let me double he, check it. He I, was I drafted by the Coyotes. He was drafted 39th overall in 2013. And then yep. he spent some time in Chicago. And then he got mm-hmm. traded to, to the Coyotes and played for the Roadrunners for a decent amount of time and did really well. And then he left and then did whatever he did. I forgot where. where. And then he came back again. <laughs> Yeah, he came back as a UFA for one year. Played okay. He was mostly a Tucsoner. Uh he, he did come up and play okay hockey up here. Bottom sixer. I feel like he probably walks. It's one of those like just yeah. a one-year contract things. But I wouldn't be angry if they brought him back to play in Tucson again for next year. That makes sense. I think it's um, it, it's, it's a unique situation. I feel like maybe he can – uh, tried it like he just doing what like a lot of players are doing in Arizona, and they're trying to prove themselves to other NHL teams. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't get a chance to do that a little bit more. Maybe he's going to give it one more shot. Um, and just like, yeah, you know what? Let me do one more year. And I think that's about what it is, especially, you know, and it, it's maybe it kind of sucks to say, though, unfortunately, at 28, there's only really so much you can see in terms of where his ceiling is. His ceiling is third like liner, maybe third liner. Yeah. Um, and his, four, his floor is a quadruple A player. He's right there. He's like the, the player that can literally just like he's too darn good for the AHL. He's but, Andy Mealy, but a little better. And I like Andy Mealy. When he came in, was playing well for Tucson, then signed with Great comparison. Game. I loved so Andy like, Mealy when he was in Tucson. Great guy. So one more year I'd be fine with, but I, I really don't know. I feel like if he gets an offer anywhere else, he probably takes it. But he, he might come back for a year. All right, last forward of the Coyotes group, Brett Ritchie. I think we could probably just skip past this. I don't think he's coming back. No, that was just literally a part of a trade deal with mm-hmm. Nick Ritchie and what was it? We, we got Connor Mackey in that trade. It was it was Richie and Stetcher that left yeah. to go to Calgary. Yeah, it is funny though that it reminded me of that fact that a that it was a freaking brother deal. Like, <laughs> did they say that was wasn't that the first time that ever happened? Yep, first time in NHL history that brothers were traded for one another. I, I, that was fun. Anyway, we got one defenseman to talk about from the Coyotes right now, and that is Connor Mackey, who is a Group Six. UFA, 26 years old. I thought he played okay for the Coyotes, but as a Group 6 UFA, do you think he walks? 
Yeah. Uh, it's tough because I think when you're you're at that age, because for those that don't know, like what group six is, that it just means they didn't play enough NHL games before they reached twenty five. Like, how is he? Like, where is he gonna go? Where's Connor Mackey gonna go? Like, he He's needs to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, but like, you know, is like, you know, has he been able to prove himself enough to someplace? Or maybe he did. Maybe he just got just barely squeaked enough games to prove to somebody, just not enough to do, get out of Group Six classification. Well, like thirty-nine total games, four goals, seven assists, eleven points. Not a, a bad player. Very limited sample size. I feel like as a UFA. He'll get offers. I I don't know how attracted he'll be to the offers, but he's got size. You uh, get some. He'll get some low player. end. I think some low end offers. Some like just pretty simple, like you know, easy deals. One two year, like you know, like one maybe a two year deal to some play with some teams. You'll yeah, he'll get something. Um, but I, yeah, I don't. I, I I could see him just just listen to offers from other teams, see what happens. Yeah, so I, I think it's safe to say he might not come back, but it would be nice if he did on like a one-year deal and just kind of see see how it goes for a full season in Arizona. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the goaltenders. We got one, Connor Ingram, who started off rough, got it together. They didn't use him as much down the stretch. They really wanted to get a good look at Ivan Prozotov. But mm-hmm. he's an RFA with arbitration rights, 26 years old, one year younger than Veggie. I've been on record saying I would prefer them to trade Veggie. You extend Ingram and have Ingram and Prozy be your your tandem moving forward for the next couple of years. It gives you some time to kind of see really what you got in Prozatov and what you might want to have for your goaltending, even though Karel Vimelka was listed as specifically named by Bill Armstrong as being part of the core. Do you think Ingram signs anything more than a year? I just, I don't know, I can't see any more of in a year. Like, I feel like, you know, he's kind of got other, maybe other plans. I mean, look, he, you know, he, he had a pretty decent time when he was, what was he with Nashville, right? Like, I mean, I think he did. You know, like, he, he was the goaltender we came back against in the last game in Glendale. It was like a, we were down 4-0 and finished 5-4 or whatever the score that one was, so. I, I will I mean, always bring it up anytime I can. I mean, was he funny, was holding down the fort. Like, I mean, that's like he did his he he did serviceable for for the Nashville team when he was with them, for a Nashville team that lost Yusei Soros. So, like, you know, I, you know, he will like, yeah, like he can either t- go through that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is, uh, it, it is arbitration eligible RFA. So. The Coyotes give him a contract, or the you know send him an offer. They retain his rights, and then it goes through all the deal like that. While that's going on, there still could potentially be offers to be made if someone if someone puts a deal on the table. It's like you know that gives the Coyotes a decent amount. Like I mean, they, I, at this point, when you're a team like the Coyotes, you just can't say no to some stuff. Yeah, especially if let's say he's he's leaning towards not coming back anyway. But I, I think you probably get him on like a one, one by one point two five, or maybe you give him a slight, a slightly higher pay raise. But it's like you get the one year deal done, 
it buys you time to trade him at the deadline, or if someone offers you a couple draft picks, you take that at the draft I, table, and there you go. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of prove-it deals. Like, prove-it mm-hmm. deals, to me, I, I think, to a lot of players, I think, make sense, especially in this in the situation where Arizona's in. So that makes sense, and especially, like you said, it kind of buys Arizona time of how they want to exactly plan the goaltending situation, whether it's, you know, involving Ingram um, and and uh, Prosvatov or Malker and Prosvatov, who any element that includes Prosvatov. <laughs> yeah, because we we really can't afford to just let him go without seeing him at least for a full season in the NHL. It's a, it, I think it would be a darn shame. But let's go ahead and do the speed round of all the Roadrunners. That way we don't run out of time on you guys. I want to give you as much as we possibly exactly. can. Uh, Yen Unique, 22-year-old center, RFA. You probably give him another one-year deal. Yeah, qualify him. Yeah. So maybe one year, see what happens. He's good in Tucson. A lot of struggles at the NHL level. Some good stretches, some not-so-good stretches. What's it going to hurt to keep him in the system for another year? Ryan McGregor, qualifying Uh, offer, but, like, at the minimum, maybe. Do you, though? Like, he's... I feel like he's one of the replaceable guys. And with a couple of kids coming up in the system, maybe he's one of the roster spots that, that you move on from. But, I mean, maybe you don't want to lose him for nothing and just it doesn't hurt to keep another guy in Tucson. He's been around Tucson for long enough. I kind of feel like he's the veteran that can kind of, like, help some of the some of the younger guys coming into Tucson kind of adjust. So that's the only reason why I'm like, at least give him a qualifying offer. That's fair. Nathan Smith disappointed me heavily. He had a decent year in Tucson, but I really thought he was going to have an NHL run. Look, with how him and McBain were tearing up the rookie camp and training camp, I thought both were going to score 20 goals this year. That, mm-hmm. I thought they were on a collision course for it, and it just didn't work. I think you qualify him. He's 24 years old. You'd probably try to kick the can on a one-year deal. I think that kicks him to UFA because he has arbitration rights. But yes. you give him the one-year deal, see what you can do, worst-case scenario – you kick the can another year on a guy you got for a second round pick a year and a half ago. Makes sense. I'm with you on that. Michael, Michael Carcone. Carcone. Easily. Gone. Sign him. Sign. He's gone. Look, look. I, I will say this, and I know he was having a, 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 break, a record-breaking season in Tucson. He belonged in the NHL last year. And I know I was team tank, but with how good he was playing, I do not think it would have translated to more wins just okay. him having a long-term middle six role with the team i think that might have rubbed him the wrong way it's my personal opinion with no source I'm, just my personal speculation and someone will offer him an nhl spot next year he's too good to not at least be a middle six or somewhere that's fair i, I i'm okay i may be saying signing is just like i have like i i, I firmly believe that if you are bill armstrong i think it'd be dumb not to at least to offer him what you can yeah, we saw what he did at Tucson. Like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. He was the number one scoring player in the entire American Hockey League last season. If that is not a reason to at least offer a decent deal to Michael Carcone, what is? I, I look. I, I'm on the train with you here. He should have been on the NHL last year. Um, I I just. They need to get a deal done because I think he can be invaluable to helping the kids develop next year in the NHL, not in the AHL, in the NHL. Uh, but I think that just I personally have some Michael Bunting vibes here, 
And while Bunting had a better stretch with the Coyotes than Carcone did, Carcone had a better stretch with the Roadrunners, I just I have similar feelings. I think he's probably gone. Last forward, Boko Omama. I feel like you can get him back on a one-year deal. I don't really know if he did enough to make another team want to steal him, but he's, he's good in Tucson. He's good for the locker room. Yeah, I think Bo- Boko is the kind of like he's the like that indefinite AHL player that mm-hmm. like you it's under contract for NHL team, but you just keep there. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the sole reason of protecting your guys in the in the minor league level because you know what you know the kind of player boco is he's a physical guy he doesn't not afraid to get in the face of whoever try whoever rubs any of his teammates the wrong way mm-hmm. um you want that player i don't think i don't think there is really many other players i mean i mean yannick is a far power forward so like you know he's a physical guy but he's not the grinder guy like like boco is so you kind of need someone like that yeah, and and I think keep him up for another year. I think you can get it done. All right, defenseman. I'll go ahead and, and use Comfer first. I think he's probably gone. That was just a rental to help with this playoff run. Yeah, he played fine, but I just I don't know if he's going to really care to want to come back. If he does, great. We can use the veteran presence, but um, I think he's probably gone. Cameron Crotty, twenty-four year old RFA. I do believe with arbitration rights. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this guy. I actually I got a signed puck from him. Uh, I, I got on the on St. Patty's Day, or whatever, for the mystery pucks. But he is such an, in my opinion, decent AHL defenseman that I'm not sure if you just sign him one more year just so you can keep him in the system to help out with Tucson. From what I can tell, he moved the puck around pretty decently, but he was mostly your defensive guy that was able to throw some good body checking around for the limited capacity that I was watching him. But I don't really know what my opinion is on him and whether or not he stays. It's an interesting thing. I think there's a lot of cloud around around that. Like, you know, he's one of those players in which, and I'll be, I'll be honest, like he kind of just flew under the radar for me. I just kind of, he just, I, to me, he didn't. I don't think he was even just there. He just, I would honestly forgot about him more times than not. That's not a really a good sign. I mean, he's arbitration eligible, so like, you know, I just don't. I just can't imagine something like you know, if the if the, the want to qualify him at the very least, just keep you know, just keep him in the AHL. Sure, that's fine. You can easily do that because that's mm-hmm. cheap, you know. Um, and I just can't imagine him fighting that because I think he. I mean, like, what is he going to say? He's like, oh, I deserve to get you know. You know, nine hundred thousand to a million, rather than like you know eight hundred fifty thousand. Like it's, I just can't see. I can't see him asking for a lot or asking for much term. Like it's just based off the he's, way it. It's just I just can't see much. He's just kind of a, a decent guy that I think that it, it could help to keep him around, or it, it's fine. You could probably replace him. I, yeah. I think that's kind of my. But qual- but it doesn't hurt to qualify him, so yeah. just qualify him. Yeah, go ahead and qualify. All right, we got two left. Uh, let's do it very quickly. Ivan Prozatov, 24-year-old with RFA rights, sign him. Sign I think it's him, probably going to be a one-year deal, you know, 1.25 or whatever. Like, you give him a decent little pay raise, give him a little more responsibility. You have to get this done because if he has that full year next year and he starts to show what he did in the first three games, we had like a 950 save percentage. If he can maintain some of that, 
keep the save percentage around 920, 918, and, and, and pick up 25 or so games, maybe bordering on 30, it shows that you've got a good goaltender in your system that could probably turn into a starter. I think you it, it's worth it to try to keep him around. And if he doesn't reach what you'd like him to, and he's like at an 890 save percentage or whatever at the end of a 20-game run, then I think that walks him around free agency, and it's like, okay, we at least gave him the shot. We at least know what we have before we move on from him. 100%. Um, I've always been like like hesitant with Prosvatov in the sense, in, in in just the sense that, you know, I want him to get the most development he can before we finally introduce him as the next guy. But mm-hmm. I think maybe spending some time as a one B could definitely, you know, in with the Coyotes is definitely enough because he's not. This you don't have to throw him against you know the top teams in the league. You can kind of it's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you some reps. We'll keep getting you, keep getting you in. See how you can do against some of the best players in the world. Um, rather than stuck in Tucson where, yeah, we'd like to, you know, have you there so the, the Coyotes can, I mean, for the Roadrunners can win, but the focus is on your own development, not just, every, not, not just, you know, the Roadrunners winning. Yep. And then David Tendek, 23-year-old RFA. I just have no opinions on that guy. May, qualif- keep him around just for qualify Tucson. him because, like, you're, t- you're, your goaltender duo at that point um, next year, if what we said is going to be the case with Prosvatov, then your goaltender duo in Tucson is going to be Tendek and Thornton. Maybe even Thornton doesn't make it to the Roadrunners. Maybe he's stuck in uh, who is their ECHL affiliate right now? Uh, Atlanta. No, they, they apparently that was a one year deal that just ended. Oh, apparently I was reading like the, there, the, the it's, it's been a different like lately it's been a different one every year it's been it was like Fort Wayne and then it was freaking Rapid City yeah, and it was like Rapid City the Rush North Fork like um so look just keep Tendik around as a backup AHLer because you can probably bring in another veteran goalie to be your starting AHLer I think Thornton probably does make that jump because look you gotta let the kid develop and if if, if a goalie is in the ECHL for too long or in a lower league for too long or playing in Europe for too long, it can mean that they're, that they're not ready and they're not going to get that proper development. Yeah. And obviously, ECHL is I mean, that is, that, that is where Prozy started, though. Like, he started, like, he had a what, year or I think it was only one season, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to fact check that after the fact. But we are out of time. So, Tendek, <laughs> qualify. Um, Robin, but, take it away. Tell the people where to bother us. <laughs> we're out of time on this episode of locked on coyotes if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we are available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube and on the sirius xm radio app don't forget to interact with us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i'm personally at robin underscore leonio matthew jacobson is at the az sports Interact with us as a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.